Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 19th of February, the 50th day of 2024, with 315 days ahead of us on our way to 2025. Being Black History Month, something from W.E.B. Du Bois's 1903, The Souls of Black Folk, would be appropriate, say from Chapter 9, called Of the Sons of Master and Man, which Du Bois begins with an epigraph from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Life treads on life, and heart on heart, we press too close in church and mart to keep a dream or grave apart. Du Bois hopes, quote, that we may be able to preserve for future civilization all that is really fine and noble and strong and not continue to put a premium on greed and impudence and cruelty, close quote. Published 120 years ago, those words are a statement on the painfully slow evolution of human consciousness, for Du Bois's hope then is as relevant today, or rephrased in Jesse Jackson's rallying mantra of not so many years ago, keep hope alive, keep hope alive. Heavenward this evening and tomorrow evening in the eastern sky, our bright waxing gibbous moon will appear near the bright twin stars Castor and Pollux from the constellation Gemini and near the beehive cluster as well. And this morning and tomorrow morning in the southeast sky, the planets Venus and Mars will ascend parallel to one another. But perhaps the big sky story in the next few days is the big dead satellite ERS-2, signifying the European Space Agency's second European remote sensing satellite, which had a 16-year career observing Earth from 1995 to 2011. The past 13 years has been directed to various maneuvers to use up its fuel to decrease its orbit and lessen the chance of hitting operational satellites. The European Space Agency's latest prediction as to when the defunct satellite will re-enter Earth's atmosphere is about 5.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, with an error margin of plus or minus one and a half days. ERS is about as long as a city bus and weighs more than 5,000 pounds. Once it enters Earth's atmosphere, however, the satellite's size will rapidly decrease due to the heat of re-entry partially disintegrating ERS-2. So the ESA estimates the largest fragment of the satellite that could reach the ground is about 115 pounds and guesses that the odds of a piece of the satellite falling on someone's head is about one in a billion which factors in that Earth's surface is 71% water, making the odds most likely that what's left of the satellite will make a big splash instead of a big whoomp. Another guess might be that with Earth's human population at 8 billion or so, with a 1 in a billion chance, only 8 of us worldwide will be impacted by a piece of what's left of the satellite. We'll keep our fingers crossed, eh? Today in 356 A.D., Constantius II, Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, launched his anti-pagan policy by ordering all heathen temples shut. Today in 1539, the Jews of Tirnau, Hungary, were expelled. Today in 1831, the first practical coal-burning locomotive made its trial run in Pennsylvania. 
Today in 1878, Thomas Edison was granted a patent for his cylinder phonograph. Today in 1884, over an area covering the states of Mississippi, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana, more than 60 tornadoes killed an estimated 1,000 people. Today in 1913, Cracker Jack boxes began carrying prizes. Also today in 1913, with U.S. support, Mexican General Victoriano Huerta seized power after a 10-day coup d'etat in Mexico City and deposed elected president Francisco Madero. Today in 1919 in Paris, France, W.E.B. Du Bois organized the Pan-African Congress. Today in 1933, Prussian Minister Hermann Göring banned all Catholic newspapers. Today in 1942, President Franklin Roosevelt ordered the detention and internment of all West Coast Japanese Americans. Today in 1945, with 30,000 Marines, the U.S.'s Fifth Fleet launched its invasion of Iwo Jima against the Japanese. Today in 1949, the first Bowling and Plies Prize for Poetry was awarded to Ezra Pound, who had already been confined for more than two years at St. Elizabeth's Mental Hospital in Washington, D.C. Today in 1963, Betty Friedan published The Feminine Mystique, widely credited as the start of the second wave of feminism. Today in 1924, Lee Marvin was born to a prosperous Madison Avenue executive father and a fashion editor mother. Lee was a troublesome child, kicked out of several private schools, though not, lo not, long so, not so long after he would serve in World War II as a Marine in the Pacific, where he was wounded in the spine. Once he had recovered and been honorably discharged, Lee set his sights on becoming an actor. Soon he had played in numerous films, winning Best Supporting Actor in 1965 for his performance of a washed-up, drunken gunfighter in Cat Baloo. Marvin has remarked of his acting, Stimulation? Thursdays. Motivation? Thursdays. Paydays? That's it. It's important not to think too much about what you do. You see, with my way of thinking, there are always Thursdays, no matter how the picture works out. In 1970, Lee Marvin made legal history when his former live-in companion successfully sued him for palimony, a ruling that was eventually overturned. Today is also the birthday in 1473 of Polish astronomer Nicolaus Copernicus, in 1877 of German-born Dutch painter Elsa Berg, in 1897 of American actress Alma Rubens, in 1902 of American actress Nydia Westman, in 1903 of American novelist Kay Boyle, in 1906 of Welsh composer Grave May Williams, 1911 of British actress Merle Oberon, in 1916 of American triple crown jockey Eddie Accardo, in 1918 of American actress Faye McKenzie, in 1939 of British actress Gwen Taylor, in 1940 of American pop and soul vocalist Bobby Rogers, and of American soul singer Smokey Robinson, in 1941 of American poet Stephen Dobbins, in 1946 of American labor union activist Karen Silkwood, in 1948 of American rock bassist Mark Andes, and of American rock guitarist Tony Iommi, in 1949 
1949, of English rock keyboardist and singer Eddie Harden. In 1952, of American novelist Amy Tan. In 1955, of American actor Jeff Daniels. In 1960, of Prince Andrew, Duke of York. In 1963, of British singer-songwriter Seal. In 1966, of American actress Justine Bateman. And in 1967, of Puerto Rican actor Benicio del Toro. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the ninth week of winter into the eighth week of 2024.